Uh, should we check on the comic or what? No, 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 okay. What we'll do is record up to the point where we have to go check on the comic because we have a comic in the press, comic fam. But, you know, when we get there, we'll stop, go check it, and then bring it back out. Film. But what are we talking about right now? Yeah, about, what, one or two podcasts ago, I brought in a Captain America comics number 77. The comic fam liked. They subscribed. They commented. They said some nice things. They said some constructive criticism. And because they participated, you brought it back here. Yeah, because we just did... um we cracked out a restored book just to go over some steps of, you know, how to really identify what's going on in one. And then I was trying to mention my next project, which is marrying an incomplete copy with a coverless copy. Let's explain the term marrying. We're talking about taking two different covers, two different comics, two different units, and using pieces of each of them to combine into one full. Yeah, so the one with the cover was missing the last page. Not the back cover, but the last page. The coverless one was completely all there. Okay, great paper. It was a nice copy. So I either had to make the decision to marry the first wrap and remove the first wrap from the coverless, okay, and then combining the covered copy together and calling that good. But I decided to just remove the cover and put it on the complete coverless copy. Okay, well, let's chat about marrying comic books and assembling books because this isn't something that you see a whole lot. This isn't something that I've actually ever done, I don't think, but it's not something you typically do for most comics, right? No, absolutely not. Like The only marrying I've ever done is literally I found a cover to an incomplete book. When you play that parts game, the, the parts game is really, really a slippery slope. Yeah, it's Honesty, first off, is, is a big part of it, too. You know, you got to be very upfront when you're dealing with something that's been put together. But fortunately, comic books are like snowflakes, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, the, uh, the chances of marrying a book with whether the cover or the parts and pieces and having it fit absolutely perfectly is like so minute because you have to match the paper quality perfectly so it, it goes undetected. The staples have to line up perfectly, which is like never happens. N- never happens. Okay, and then then you got to talk take into consideration both staples, the page quality of the cover in comparison to the interior pages, the rust. If there's any rust on the book and not rust on the staples, then you start messing with like, you know, have staples been replaced or not? I mean, for the stars to all align and make it absolutely look seamless is near impossible. You mentioned rust. We're dealing with books that are in really low grade as is. So the odds are when you're dealing with golden age comics or things that are older, you know, and a book that's already in really low grade, the odds are there are going to be dirt. You're going to be dealing with something funky that's going to add those like signs that are going to make it very obvious. And this is something that, for example, CGC can tell from a mile away. Yeah, like this, just this book alone. I mean, we could take a look. We see the staples are off center. Okay, but the cover list, it's on center. And despite the fact they're just off or on center, there's also different gaps between the staples. And not just by a little bit, but quite a bit. That just shows how much variation goes into the production process. I find it interesting, too. Like, in my time of dealing, I've only... It's got to be under 10 comics that I've gotten in my possession where I had to, like, in the process of the deal, make it make sure it was known, like, yeah, that back page is married or something like that. Like, I haven't dealt with a whole lot of them, but... Never have I dealt with one graded. It's not something that you see dealers or even, I mean, depending, it depends on the book. I mean, if you have a really, really scarce high grade book or something, nah, whatever, sky's the limit of what people will do with it. But on average, you, these are tend to be dealt raw. 
Yeah, they're generally raw, but if they ever gets graded, it's going to generally be a green label. Okay, that you get from CGC at least. I'm not sure what the other grading companies do, but for CGC, it's a green label. It's qualified. It, it'll marriage and married, whether it's a married centerfold, married first wrap, married cover, yada, yada, yada. It goes on and on. But for the parts game, I just want to get back into that really quick. The only reason I ever do it is mostly for Golden Age books. Like I have a lot of coverless Golden Age timelies. And then it makes sense. You find a coverless or cover somewhere. Right. Okay. Because it's the easiest part is finding the cover list. It's finding the cover. Covers are hard to find. That's the hard part. And then generally you play a premium, but every once in a while you'll get lucky and you'll find someone who just happens to have the cover to a book that you, you know, coverless book you have. And it's then the, you, you know the closest feeling. The closest feeling to that is being at school and you're missing just a couple Pokemon and your buddy he just hatched an egg, and you're gonna be able to you know hook up your Game Boy Pocket via that cable and start you know, trading your guys, and now you just added another Pokemon to your Pokedex. And that's absolutely a metaphor. I cannot understand it really, too, apparently. <laughs> Dude, you still play time. Pokemon on your phone with your kids? I play Pokemon Go. I didn't It's play... the same thing, but not. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but for real, though, it, it is like, it's, it's a hunt. It's a different aspect to the hunt, but it's not one that you're, like, deliberately searching for. It's one that, oh, I got, I got a coverless copy of a freaking awesome book, and now if the opportunity presents itself, you maybe have like a saved eBay search, you're dealing, someone has one, why wouldn't you not try to recreate history? Yeah, just all you need is patience, man. Patience and time, and hopefully it happens. So let's chat about yours. We, we did this today. We, we got it here, and I want to get into what you did. And we got some footage of the process here, and we are currently pressing the cover, and then we're going to like finish it up. Yeah, so we dismantled this book. All right, I took off the cover from that copy very carefully. We had to find some like you know very thin pliers. I don't recommend the pliers that we use in this video because mm -hmm. they're a little thick, and I, for some reason I couldn't find my thin my needle nose. But you handled it well, Jeff. And like, let's walk through what you did. Yeah, so for the copy with the cover, I removed the cover. Okay, that's what I decided to do, and marry it to the complete uh, coverless copy. Okay, why did you make that decision? You could have gone the other route. I could have gone the other route. It's true. But um, for me, I just felt that the coverless was so solid already. The paper seemed a little bit better. Okay. And it felt like there was some uh, mold on one of the back pages. So that just made my decision more, more uh, just easier to, to make. You know, it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to transition this cover to this book. I'll have to put two actually four fresh holes in different spots on the cover. Steady hands, man. Yeah, as you can see here, I went to the centerfold of this book. Okay, number one thing is I have to remove these staples. I don't want to just rip off the cover because even though I'm not going to use those holes, I don't need to have more tearing. This is when things go wrong, right? It's like the, the things you add to the problem when you're trying to fix things. Yeah, it was enough that we're not using the exact right tool to make it a little more complicated and a little clunkier, but carefully remove the staples. I still wanted to preserve this copy as much as possible because, hey, I just, I just don't feel right just manhandling and destroying a copy just to get me myself the cover. So I was very careful in trying to remove the staples from the centerfold. You got to be really careful with the tools. Like anytime you're using a tool, whether it's for cleaning or scrubbing something off, like an eraser, you know, you got to make sure that you don't accidentally harm the paper with said tool because you're putting pressure using an object. Like you can accidentally just dig in a little bit. And I've, that's happened. Like for whatever reason, you dig in something, just that millisecond happens and now you, you screwed it up. 
Yeah, so I'm trying to peel these open, right? So I have to be careful. If I peel it open, that applies pressure to the front cover, which can then pop the staple from Boom. the front cover. So I have to put enough pressure to keep it down, yet still be able to raise one tab of the staple on Without both sides. Without pulling the other side of the staple through paper, too. Yeah, that flat side on the cover. So we were able to do that successfully on both staples. Quickly, too, man. Well, was it okay? Because I thought me, it was, I think the, the time that was uh, most uh, stressful was when you dropped the staple on the carpet that needs to be cleaned. Yeah, that's another thing. Don't, don't drop the staples, okay? Dude, there's other staples. Some reason, I don't know, from just stapling things in this, in this studio, I don't even know when I stapled something, but there's other staples down there. So we're going through trying to stick a needle in a haystack, and I'm like, oh, I found a staple. And you're like, that's not a staple from 1952. <laughs> it's like, no. it's like, it's like, that's not the one. I'm like, oh, wait, you're right. It's a little too shiny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's super shiny. It's completely different shape. It's definitely very distinct staples at that time from what's happening today, right? But we got it apart, okay? Kept staples. I then was able to, you know, save those things, parts and pieces and staples so I can reassemble it later. That's right. You actually, the first thing you did was you, you separated the covers and I, I was actually kind of surprised you did this because you separated them out and then you started working on the comic that you just gutted a little bit and you put the staples back on that comic book. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? And you're like, oh, I got to keep the pages together. It's still a it's still a comic book that deserves to be bound together. And so you had to do that very carefully. Yeah, just kind of had to now reverse engineer it without the cover. Page by page. Yeah, at one point, page by page. So just depending. Luckily, I'm lucky. I'm lucky because both copies have very supple paper. And that's a great thing because when you're trying to do that and the staple is potentially a bit rusty, it might break, you might lose the staple from that. The paper could be kind of brittle and just tear, flake. Any of those things could happen. Luckily, I had two good copies. The staples were fantastic on both copies. The paper's great. So a lot less to stress about. You had them out and I'm thinking, oh, geez, why isn't he just putting that cover on there and you're like oh dude this is the perfect time to press it and i didn't even think about that because how often am i dealing with a comic without a cover on it but it makes sense you got two pages you don't necessarily need to press the interior of the book this book isn't going to look that much better it doesn't need that much help so yeah we pressed just the cover in the back cover yeah and you can press just the cover itself or you can just put on another coverless book and just throw it on just so you kind of still have that same thickness on it so it's just kind of up to you what you want to do. Some people don't feel comfortable unfolding the whole thing because, again, the strength of the paper. If you completely unfold it sometimes and it's already kind of a weak copy, you can spine split the yeah. whole thing completely. So sometimes it's just a better option to just wrap it around another book, okay, one you don't care about, and just press it with that. And don't worry about putting the staples yet because what if something freaky happens and you pop a staple after you just reattach the cover? It happens, man. It happens. All right, this, this comic's on the press. I think we should go in, uh, complete the process. Let's do it. All right, we'll be right back. So we had some wins. We had some losses. But we're back at the table with a Captain America 77. And I got to say, big improvement. Yeah, absolutely. Like, okay, let's, if we really think about this, all right, we had an incomplete Cap 77 that needed a pressing, needed a back page. And then we had a coverless, Cap 77. Incomplete copy. Okay. So we just combined them both. And now we did have the loss that you mentioned. We'll get to that in a second. We probably have a 3.0 qualified married cover, maybe a 3.5. I mean, it presents way better. It feels better. It just, it's an improvement. How about we talk value real quick? Because people are going to be wondering, what would you guess just this incomplete copy would be worth compared to what we've now made it? 
a 3.0 of this book just sold this year, all right, for around 950 bucks. Okay, that's pretty good. A coverless of this book just sold for 50 bucks on eBay. I had a cover list, I had a cover, I have a copy with a missing page already that I got in some collection. And then I ended up with a coverless I think I bought also for like 50, 60 bucks. So I'm not a ton into this book. So there's definitely going to be some value. I like to think it presents really well, comes back 3.0 married. It's probably still hopefully maybe a $400 book to somebody. See, and this is kind of a fun thing. You know, I'm glad you went through those prices because I think that this wouldn't be as common of a quest, but those are good enough margins. Had you made a more of a mistake, like if we actually split something in half, then we'd be a little bit more in trouble. But considering that the situations that you would be in where you want to do this, like a more expensive book, you got to get practice somehow. Yeah, like for the most part, I did this for the science of it because I haven't really done it before. I wanted to go through the trials and tribulations. And there was definitely some some trials and tribulations to this because we ended up detaching the centerfold. And like removing the staples for this particular book, and I've, I've removed staples before and reattached centerfolds. They were tight, man. Okay, because they were loose or just readjusted them, but they were in so tight. And we kind of clunked around with not the proper tools here. So um, we had to lose the attached centerfold. And maybe it's hanging on barely, but... It's, it's hanging on there by a thread, but yeah. it's definitely because we were able to, you're able to get it snug on there just a little bit. Now, will it affect the gray of this book? No. I still think it's, it's still going to probably be a 3.0. It might say detached centerfold now on there, but it's not going to affect the grade any worse. Dude, you pulled is. that staple out, and I thought you split it for a second, but the staple had one side of it that was shorter. Yeah, and that was a problem too because the staples don't always close evenly, and this one had a little nub at the end, so that made it even harder to really attach that centerfold because we had a rem it was difficult to remove it because it was so small, and then trying to clasp it back down made it difficult as well. Don't you hate staple nubs, comic fam? Comment down below. Hit that like button if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> staple nub. We need to make that a shirt. Yeah, we'll a staple, like a long staple? Yeah, it's a long a staple with a little nub. <laughs> staple nub. It's just a yes, staple nub. Yeah, yeah, shout out. Where's, where's Nate's shirts? Any thoughts about uh, the book as it presents now? I mean, I'm digging how the press did, because when we put that on the press, man. We put out 165, so a little bit hotter. And it was on there for a solid 45 minutes, a little bit longer than we typically would. But you know what? It pressed it quick and it looks so much better. It does. It, it feels better. Even just that one extra page, it just feels more solid in my hands. I think securing the staples to the cover a little tighter made a difference. Well, dude, actually, let's chat about that because this was a shorter staple. So you didn't just like take all the pages and plop that staple through all of them all at once. No, it took you like 25 minutes because you did it page by page. Yeah, I mean, if, if you have to really think about it, you're literally taking like four pin needles, putting them through pin holes. So to have the success of doing that with all the interior pages at once. Well, not to mention, you said that cover, the, the staples, because remember, these are like snowflakes, they were different. What'd you have to do to make that work? Yeah, I had to place new holes and new markings so that this cover would line up perfectly with this coverless copy. Because like you mentioned, the staples are more on the front cover. So now I have four little holes, but the book is more feels more secure. And it it's more center. Better. Like it's, it's actually yeah. looks better but on the wrap. They're on spine. So that's just 
that's just ideal for any comic book because you, when you open it and it's off the cover, you can get a weird line. Oh, yeah, right on the right cover. On co- right where all the color is. Yeah, and on a, on a black cover like this, it's going to look straight white down the down the crease. Yeah, this book presents like four to five times better than it did before. Okay, so let's just go through what we did today. You had two comics, an incomplete one and one that had a page torn from it. You know, you got a cover, and then you got one without a cover and stuff missing. You, you, you took the staples out, you moved some pages around, you poked some holes in the comic. We put some steam, some water on the comic. You cleaned it up. You, you took some tweezers, and you, you folded flaps. You're, you're pushing creases down. We pressed it. We took heat to it. 165 degrees. You know what else we did? What did we do? We saved Captain America. We saved Captain America. Because now this book is looking so fresh. So dope. So clean. Comic fam, what do you think about this video? Do you like seeing this kind of like part of the comic hustle? Seeing how we save some vintage history? Comment down below. We want to hear your thoughts. And hit that like button. I appreciate you bringing this to the table. This was a lot of fun, man. Like, I didn't do this perfectly. I'll be honest with you. But I learned a ton. Um, if you want to putz around with it and uh, do some YouTube video searches and see other people maybe tried it out, have fun, explore with a book. If you happen to have pieces of any book, modern, um, old of any kind, just hell, what you got to lose, right? Well, one thing that I would recommend is try to find yourself some low-grade stuff to work with first. It's the same thing that goes with like removing stickers and pressing. You want to find yourself some stuff that you can have fun with because if it gets ruined... You don't want to have that like negative feeling because you're going to fail. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to do things that you regret. And it's going to happen for the rest of the time that you're in this hobby because the day you think that you're impenetrable, that the day you think that you're invincible, yeah, that's the day that you scrape it. That's the day that you, you tear the centerfold right out. And that's book. when you become vulnerable. And uh, don't, don't take your 9-6 cover interior and match with your 9-8. That's just not no, do that. no, no, no. You got to assess it. It's a very special situation, but one that I thought interesting enough to bring to the mic because you don't see it happen very often.